G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. This podcast is made available by Vision Christian Media, thanks to the generosity of our supporters. Your donation today means great podcasts like this remain available to help people look to God daily. Please make your donation today at vision.org.au. God has a job for us to do as believers. It's an important job. And Pastor Greg Laurie points out that we've been given the resources to do it as well. Jesus said that the Father would give the Holy Spirit to those that ask Him. How many of you feel that you need more power from the Holy Spirit? Well, God wants to give you that power. And He wants to fill you, and He wants to refill you, then He wants to refill you again. So, what do you have to do to receive it? You just pray for this power. This is the day when the lost are found. try to accomplish even the simplest tasks during a power outage? Everywhere you go inside your home, you instinctively reach for that light switch that doesn't work. If you can't see, you can't do much, can you? On A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie points out that power is just as necessary in accomplishing the work that God wants us to do. And we'll find out today that the work has never been more necessary. Acts chapter 2 and the title of my message is Jesus Revolution, the Holy Spirit and Revival. You know in the late 60s and the early 70s America seemed to be unraveling. There was a very real threat of nuclear war in the mid 60s. Nikita Khrushchev uh, made some very serious threats against our nation including placing nuclear missiles in Cuba and President Kennedy faced off with him in what is called historically the Cuban Missile Crisis. But for kids in school, I was one of those kids in school, we thought we might all die tomorrow. So one year after the Cuban Missile Crisis, our youthful president, John F. Kennedy, was assassinated in Dallas on November 22nd, 1963. All of America mourned. Meanwhile, the Vietnam War, which was never officially declared, raged on with young men coming home in body bags. And then the drug revolution is breaking out at the same time. Uh, Thousands of kids are turning to drugs for some kind of self-realization, some kind of answer hopefully, and it just made things worse. Add to the drug revolution, the sexual revolution, with a discovery of the birth control pill in the early 60s, free love reigned, and everybody just wanted to express themselves and push away those parameters and those barriers that existed for so long. Everything was really groovy, man. But then in 1968, all the psychedelic colors turned to black and white as reality began to kick in and we reap the consequences of all of these horrible decisions. And because things were so dark, with riots in the streets and division 
Time Magazine put out an ominous cover story, black cover, red letters reversed out, is God dead? That's how a lot of people felt, that maybe God was dead, but God was not dead. God was very much at work. And we don't know exactly when it started or where the actual beginning of it was, but in the middle of the drug revolution, in the middle of the sexual revolution, God sent the Jesus revolution. Some of you might be thinking, well, that, that must have been so great back then. I wish I could have been around then. God wants to do it again because Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. <laughs> Revival is a community saturated with God, wrote one person. Another said revival is an invasion from heaven. Richard Owen Roberts wrote these words, quote, revival is an extraordinary movement of the Holy Spirit producing extraordinary results. You know, in the book of Acts, where we read about the Holy Spirit being poured out on the church, we see a very important principle. It is the Spirit of God working through the Word of God and the hearts of the people of God. Really, you need all three. The Spirit of God working through the Word of God and the hearts of the people of God. And the people that Jesus used to change His world were very, well, ordinary people. Uneducated, calloused hands, few social graces. Many of them were outcasts. But in a relatively short time, they changed the world. And they didn't have social media. Thomas did not tweet. <laughs> Peter did not update his Facebook page. They, they didn't use any of these tools. We had, they had a road system and a common language that they could use to bring the gospel to the rest of the world under the control of Rome at that time. But really it comes down to this. It was a work of the Holy Spirit. So Jesus told them all after he died on the cross and rose from the dead, go to Jerusalem and wait. And he said in Acts 1-8, you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you to be witnesses in, for me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the rest of the planet, the uttermost parts of the earth. And so they went to Jerusalem. It's a day of Pentecost. They don't know what they're even waiting for. And suddenly the Bible says there was a mighty rushing wind. And then there were these divided flames of fire over their heads. I don't even know what that was all about. It was never repeated again in Scripture. And then they spoke in new languages. They spoke in tongues, glorifying God. And people are watching, trying to figure this out. There's a lot of non-believers there because people had come from all over to be in Jerusalem at that particular time. So Simon Peter gets up to preach. And that in itself is no small thing. Only days earlier, this Simon Peter denied Jesus three times. What happened? He had been empowered by the Holy Spirit. And here's what Peter said in Acts 2 verse 15 from the New Living Translation. These people are not drunk as some of you are assuming. It's nine o'clock in the morning. It's too early for that. Hey man, the bars aren't even open yet. He says, what you see was predicted long ago by the prophet Joel where he says in the last days, God says, I'll pour my spirit out on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy and your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. Incredible. That was the day of Pentecost. You might say, well, we need another Pentecost. No, we don't. The last one was good. We don't need another Pentecost any more than we need another Calvary. 
because the same power that was poured out by the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost is available for believers today. You need to simply receive it. Again, Acts 1-8 says you'll receive power to be a witness. Power to share your faith. Power to speak up and be counted. Power to turn your world upside down. And here's the promise that was given here in Acts 2 about that power that was poured out on Pentecost. This promise is unto you. It's to your children and all that are afar off and even as many as the Lord our God shall call. So God is still giving this power today. What do you have to do to receive it? You just pray for this power. You know, in Ephesians 5 it says, Be filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your hearts to the Lord. And in the original language that could be translated, be continuously filled with the Holy Spirit. And by the way, in the original Greek it's also a command. God commands you to be filled with the Spirit each and every day. But I think we make you know too much out of this and, and we feel it has to be some emotional thing. You know, we're gonna pray for people to be filled with the Spirit, so dim the lights and sing slow songs. Well, look, you can do that if you want, but the Holy Spirit can be poured out when the lights are on or off, okay? And it doesn't have to be emotional. Talking about being filled, uh, when you go and put gas in your car, do you have an emotional experience? <laughs> Probably not until you see how much the gas costs. That's an emotional experience. <laughs> or if you have an electric car, when you plug it in the wall, do you have an emotional experience when you do that? Maybe if you're standing in water when you do it, you might. But generally, it's not an emotional thing. It's just something you do. You put gas in your car. You do it again and again, sometimes once a week. Others, once every six months, if you have a Prius, right? I guess, because <laughs> your tires are the size of donuts. I don't know. But the thing is, is you... Fill your car and your life needs to be filled in the same way with the Holy Spirit. So what do you do? You simply ask God. Jesus said that the Father would give the Holy Spirit to those that ask Him. And I think we ought to do that right now. And if you want God to fill you with the Holy Spirit, I want you to pray this out loud after me. Pray these words. Lord Jesus, I am weak, but you are strong. And you've promised power to me. Power to be a witness. Power to change the world. I need this power in my life, Lord. So I am asking you now, in the name that is above all names, the name of Jesus Christ, I'm asking you to fill me with the Holy Spirit. Give me all the gifts you want me to have. Give me all the power that I need to serve you, to glorify you, to be used by you. I receive this power in my life now. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You're listening to A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie from Harvest Ministries in California, USA. And today he's helping us to receive God's power to do God's work in helping to bring about a spiritual awakening in our culture. He continues his study now in Acts chapter 2. So all those folks are gathered together on the day of Pentecost. The Holy Spirit is poured out. Non-believers are standing there watching this all happening and they don't know what's going on. Peter gets up and preaches to the people, tells them the gospel, tells them Jesus died on the cross for their sin. 
and they didn't know what to do. And we read in Acts 2.37, Peter's words pierced their hearts and they said to him and the other apostles, brothers, what should we do? Peter replied, each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God. You know, I think when you come into a setting like this as a non-believer or as a visitor, you wonder, what does this mean? What is this all about? It's about Jesus. It's about a relationship with Jesus. And you know, it's a funny thing. When you're around people that have something they're enjoying, you want it too. Have you ever gone out with folks to eat after church maybe and maybe you don't want to eat, you're trying to lose weight and you'll, you say, I'm just going to drink water. And so your friends order burgers and fries and onion rings and, and all that good stuff and you're watching all. And then you say to a friend, can I have one of your fries? Just one. They say, go ahead. And you eat one fry from someone else and it's like the greatest French fry you've ever had in your life. Then you order your own, right? I think when a Christian is living as they ought to live, it's contagious. Other people want it. They desire it. And maybe you've come here today or watching on a screen right now at one of our campuses, wherever you are, and you don't have this relationship with Jesus Christ. And your question is the same as the people on the day of Pentecost. What does this mean? What should we do? Peter says, repent of your sins and turn to God. That's it. What does it mean to repent of your sins? It means to turn from your sin. To stop living that way. To change your direction in life. And then turn to God. Put your faith in Jesus. And he will come and take residence in your heart. Folks, listen. This is about a relationship with God. That's why we didn't call it the church revolution or the Bible revolution. It was the Jesus revolution. It was people having their lives turned around by Jesus. And Jesus is still in the revolution business today. He's still changing lives. And he can change your life. I don't know what state you're in. I don't know what uh, path you're on. But as I talked about hopeless people turning to drugs or alcohol, trying to find answers, maybe that describes you. Maybe there's somebody else here that's been so despondent you've contemplated suicide. Maybe there's somebody else here that is just wondering, you know, you have, you've checked all the boxes, you've got all the things you thought you would want in life to make yourself happy and there's just this big hole in your heart. Some of you are older and you're thinking a lot about the afterlife and you're wondering what's gonna happen to you and you hope that God will let you in heaven. Listen, we can get all of that resolved right now. He'll fill that void in your life where you will no longer need drugs or alcohol or any other kind of substance to fill it. He can also forgive you of your sins so you can know with certainty that you will go to heaven when you die. And also, by having Jesus in your life, you can know with confidence that if he were to come in our lifetime or if he were to come today, you would be ready to meet him. You would be ready to go to heaven. And if you're not sure of that, you need to respond to an invitation I'm going to extend in a moment. Listen, Jesus died on the cross for your sin. He rose again from the dead and he will come into your life. This is personal. Yeah, true, corporately we all believe this, but it's personal. The way God works in a person's life, it's as though you're the only person on earth he's doing it for. But in reality, he's doing it for many, many others. But he'll do it for you today because Jesus who died on the cross and rose from the dead, stands at the door of your life and he knocks and says, if you'll hear his voice and open the door, he'll come in. So I'm going to extend an invitation for you to come to Christ. This is for everybody here. It's for everybody watching me on the screen right now, whatever Harvest Campus you're at. This is for you. 
And if you don't know Jesus right now, respond to this invitation I'm going to now extend. Let's all bow our heads, please. Everybody praying, Father, now we pray that your Holy Spirit will convict and convince every person here, every person watching, wherever they are, of their need for Jesus and help them to come to you and help them believe in you right here, right now. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Pastor Greg Laurie with an important prayer. And if you've come to realize that you need to make a change in your relationship with the Lord, today's a great day to do it. And Pastor Greg would love to help you do that right now. The Bible says whoever will call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. So I want to lead you in a prayer where you will be doing just that, calling on the name of the Lord. So listen, if you want your sin forgiven, if you want to know that when you die, you will go to heaven, if you want Jesus Christ to come into your life and take away your guilt and your shame, then just stop what you're doing and pray this prayer with me right now. Pray this after me if you would. Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner. I have broken your commandments. I have fallen short of your standards. But 2,000 years ago, you died on that cross for me. Then you rose again from the dead. So Jesus, come into my life and be my Savior, and my Lord, and my God, and my friend. I choose to follow you from this moment forward. Thank you for calling me, and accepting me, and forgiving me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Now, if you've just prayed those words with Pastor Greg, and you meant them sincerely, know that the Lord has heard you. We'd love to send you some resource materials to help you in your new journey with God. Just ask for the New Believers Growth Packet when you call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. And the team would also love to pray with you as well. That's 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. Well, next time, as Pastor Greg continues the Jesus Revolution series, He'll show us the direct connection between revival and prayer. Some good insight coming next time, right here on A New Beginning. Now, if you'd like a copy of today's full message, get in touch with Vision Christian Store. It was called The Holy Spirit in Revival. Just go to visionstore.org.au or call 1-800-00-5011. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.